Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Afyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shabbat, Davnun Aleph Amud Bet. About to take a look at the fifth parak of Masachet Shabbat. Just to give this a framework, uh, it's important to note that uh, the Torah obligates us not only to make sure that our family members are not working on Shabbat, but also that our animals are not working on Shabbat. And that means, of course, that we're not allowed to work them, but it also means that they might not carry anything. So in this paragraph, we're going to define what pertinences of an animal are considered carrying and what are not. And we'll see a parallel construction at the beginning of the sixth paragraph for people. What can they wear? What can they wear? A camel can walk out with an afsar, which is a, uh, a rope that it's uh, tied to, or uh, tied to its... Uh, um, like a ring. Venaka b'chatam. Naka will see what it is. It's a white female camel. Chatam is a nose ring. V'luvdekim aprumbia. Asus basher. We're going to find out what all of these things are in the Gemara. Asus can be uh, taken out with a, a collar. V'chol balei asher yotzin basher m'shachin basher mazin aleihen v'tovlan b'mkoman. Anything that normally wears a collar can go out with a collar and then the rest of this all needs to be clarified. So let's start. What does that mean? Amar Abba Barachana. Naakta chivarte bizmame de parzala. So it means a white female camel can go out with this iron ring. And the idea is that these are all things that are used for shmirah, which is the most basic thing that's going to be uh, going to be allowed. And that means uh, things that are used to keep the animal in place, keep it from running away, etc. Uh, later on, we'll get to the issues of noy, of things that are done to adorn the animal, where that's okay. And then the final category is things that are done as a burden, and they're certainly not okay. So, luv de kimeprumbia, what is that? It means it's a, a uh, Libyan donkey, bifage par de parzala, with a um, uh, metal ring. Levi shatter zuzi le bechozoi, le mizba me chamra luva. So, here's a story about a Libyan donkey. Levi sent money to bechozoi to buy. A uh, Libyan donkey. It's very expensive. Saru Shdarule Sari. They sent back his money and they sent it with barley. The Maymar Tadninri Dhamrad Sari. He said the real fuel for donkeys is barley, meaning if you want your donkey to be as good as a Libyan donkey, just feed him better barley. This is a phrase that's going to show up several times in our Gemara. So Shmuel reported that they asked Rebbe, what happens if you have the Gamal with the Chatam and the Naka with the Afsar? And the Afsar is a lesser Shmirah, and, um, and therefore it's good enough for the camel, not good enough for the Naka. So therefore, Naka since it doesn't work to garden, he runs away anyways, Masuya, which is the burden. The question really is a Gamal with a nose ring, which is more than it needs. Do we consider that extra being, adding something extra that's not needed to guard him is a burden? Or do we say that extra Shmirah is not a burden? So the report that Shmuel had was that Rebbe asked the question, or the question was asked to Rebbe, and Rishmuel Rabbi Yossi reported, he quoted his father Rabbi Yossi, there's four that can walk out with the Afsar, and Naka is not on there, but Gamal is listed as going out only with the Afsar. Sus and parrot, a horse and a mule, and a, a camel and a donkey. Now, the mute my what's being excluded by Rabbi Yossi's statement? Love the mute gamal b'chatam. Isn't that to tell you that a camel can, can only go out with an afsar and not with the chatam, which is too much? 
Well, he answered, "Lo, the muti nakam b'afsar is to tell us that the nakam can't go out with the afsar, which is not enough." Okay, so that uh, tells us that we have not answered the question. We have a bright that says that the gamal may go out with the afsar, so that means that extra watching may be okay. And the answer is kitanoi. That this uh, seems to be fallen under a machlok tanaim. Ein chaya yotzam basunar. This is a regular chaya, kind of a house chaya, I guess, or one domesticated. Uh, with a, like, a collar of sorts. Anything that guards it. What are we talking about? If it's a big animal, that's not enough. It's a little one. It's enough. They're disagreeing about a chatul. Why? Because a chatul needs even less. It just needs, like, a little string. And therefore, the sunar is too much. And so, therefore, Hananya and Tanakam are disagreeing about whether extra shmirah is considered a burden. Since the string is enough, this collar is too much. Extra watching is lower It's not a burden; it's just watching better. We rule like Chananya. Okay, Levi Brader of Huna Barchia for Rabbi Bar of Huna Havu caused the Borcha. So Levi and Rabbi Bar of Huna were walking on the way. Kan mechamer the Levi lechamer Rabbi Bar of Huna. So Levi's donkey went in front of the other fellows. Chalosh dat the Rabbi Bar of Huna. So Rabbi Huna was insulted by that. Amar emale milti milta kehi mitot of date. So Levi said, "I'm going to say something that'll make him feel better." What was that? Amarle. So he asked him, Chamorshas Akavraim, Kagonza, if I have a donkey who doesn't behave at all, like this one, so he's trying to sell Mat Mal, let's say Pumbia Bishabat, can it go out with a Pumbia, uh, which is what a donkey would normally go out with? Amarle, Hachem, Arvuch, Mishanishmol, Hachachananya. The answer is we rule like Chananya, which means that it can go out with something that's more than it's needed, and that's okay, and this one may need that. If you have a donkey and you carved into its horns, a hole into its horns, and put a ring through it, you can put a rope through there to carry it. So you can't delete it. Where of Yosef? What if you stick it into its beard? Because the concern is that it may pull it out. But since pulling on its beard would hurt it, it wouldn't pull it out, so it would be okay. But sometimes it may just loosen and fall on its own. It may carry it in Rabin. So the answer is Teiku. Okay, later in our parak, we're going to see towards the end of the Mishnah, a cow cannot go out with a strip between its horns. Whether it's for beauty or for watching, it's asur v'chadamar l'noi asur l'shamer mutar. One said, it's only asur if it's done as a decoration. But if it's to watch him, then it's okay. So Rav Yosef, this time Shmuel would amar l'noi asur l'shamer mutar. It would seem that Shmuel would be the one who would permit it if it was l'shmirah, because the Rav Hunabachi amar Shmuel alachak ha'chananya. Remember, he ruled that alach is like chananya, and therefore anything done for shmirah, even if it's overkill, as it, as it were, is okay. So that's what Rav Yosef thought, because we know that Rav and Shmuel disagreed, but we don't know who had which position. Amar Abai Abai turned around to Rav Yosef and said, Adrav, it's time Shmuel, Amar Ben Lerai Ben Shamer Asur. Shmuel is probably the one who said they're both Asur. Because this whole story that Shmuel told, that Rebbe was asked, what if we switched and took the Gamal with the Chatam, etc.? What did Rav Yosef answer the question? He said, look what my father said. 
That was what he said. Isn't there to say that a gamal cannot go out that way? Meaning that extra shmirah is a burden? So the answer is samiha mikamiha. So take that story away. In other words, that one takes a backseat to ours. Why do you uh, prefer our first verb to this? Instead, do the other way. The answer is because we know elsewhere that Shmuel is the one who said the Shemar Mutar. There you have it explicitly. So we have a third uh, version to to uh, break the tie. And and uh, by the way, the proof that Shmuel held that the Shemar Asur is really only an inference from the, from the story that he told. That, by the way, may not even have been his halachic position, but he told the story, and it was only an inference from the report about what Rabbi said. It was not explicit. Okay, make to make. This is now a paraduma. If the owner tied it with a rope to keep it in place, it's still kasher because not considered a burden. And if you think that a, a rope, a leash, is a burden, then one of the Torah says that a, uh, a, a paradum has a kasher only as long as it has the end of burden. So why is this one still a burden? It's still kosher. So Rabbi says, talking about a case where you're walking from city to city, and therefore this is really not too much. Which means it could be that extra masui, extra shmirai is a masui, but when you're walking from city to city, it's not extra. Rav said a different reason, which again makes this unique. But he says the paraduma in general is very expensive, so therefore we would understand extra shmirah. Ravina it happens to be a cow that's kind of crazy and is always making trouble, and so that's why it needs this extra shmirah. So Ravina and Abaye's answers speak to the particular circumstances of this para, and Rav speaks to paraduma in general. Okay, Asus Pasher. So the minister said that Asus can go out with that ring and they can yotzin and nimshachin. My nimshachin, what does that mean? Rav Huna o yotzin kruchin. They can go out with the rope laying on the, kind of on the back, wrapped around. O nimshachin, or it can be pulled. Shmuel o yotzin nimshachin ve'en yotzin kruchin. They can only come out pulled, but you can't come out with the thing wrapped around them. If you wrap it around them in order to pull it, that's okay, but not to, to let it hang on there. I saw the calves in Rafuna's property going out with their uh, ropes around them that were just wrapped around them. So now we have reports from Eretz Yisrael. He said, That means Rabbi's donkeys or mules. They would go out. Does that mean the Afsar was wrapped around or was pulled? So now we have another report in Rabbi Chanina's name, another one of the Chut of Shmuel Yehuda. So they were wrapped around. So they said, Ravasi, had Rav Shmuel Bar Yehuda, Lot Suicha, we didn't need that report. I mean, Rav Diminavka, we got it from Rav Dimi's report. If you think he was just telling us that they were pulled with the, with the rope taut, we got that from Shmuel's thing. Right, so that whole report that we had, and then it shows up for the third time, would already tell us that um, that the Afsar can be on it. So it must be the Rav Dimu's reporting that was karuch, it was wrapped around. 
Ravasi, it's dark, though. He said we didn't need it. The inner of Yehuda and Afkif, he only got it from that report of Shmuel. It could be that they said this to Rebbe, but Rebbe didn't accept it. You know, that's the whole point of the, this quote of the story with Rebbe. We don't know what Rebbe felt, we just know what they were discussing in front of him. That's why Rebbe had to teach us that he could go out at all with an Afsar. From Rebbe, I would think that's only if it's pulled on. But if it's wrapped around, not. Therefore, we needed that report also to tell us that it can be wrapped around. We said that you can do haza'ah on the ring and be tovel them while it's on the animal. So, that means that the rings can get tumah. We have a Mishnah Kaelin that says that a ring worn by a person, a human ring, it can get tumah, but not ones that are worn by animals. And this is an animal ring. Answer one is, we're talking about a ring that was used by a person, then he gave it up and gave it to an animal, broadened it. He said, since a person uses it to pull the animal, therefore it's considered a person. We have a stick used to hit an animal, and if it's made out of metal, it's makabal tumah. Since a person uses it to hit the animal, it's called a kliadam. So the same thing here, since a person uses the ring to pull. Now keep that in mind as we look at the next piece. Um, uh, because we have the two answers, and Rav Yosef, about why um, why the Tabat is in Kabotuma. Now Tovlan bin Koman, you can not build this in right there, Raika Chatzitza. After all, it's a Chatzitza, it's on the animal. We're talking about a case where he hammered it out. So then Rabbi Yamiko Rav Yosef's relay. So he must hold like Rav Yosef, who said that it's because a person uses it, it's considered of a person. Rav Yosef said it was a person's, and then he gave it to the animals, it were. Since he hammered it out, therefore. He's done something, and it's not Tamei anymore, because uh, Tumah is gone. Dinan, kol ha-kelim, famous Mishnah, yodin le Tumatan machshava, kenolim le Tumatan el b'shinu maaseh. Kelim can become Tamei, meaning they can reach the status of being able to make Tumah, just machshava, when you decide I'm done. They can't leave that status until they actually do something, and here you did something, so it should be now a new Kli, and not a Kabbal Tumah. Yeah, so some of the Kabbal Yehuda, he holds the Kabbal Yehuda, that improves it, or makes it better, fit for the next use is not considered something that changes it, makes it no more Tamei. It has to be something where you break it. In a bright though, we had a whole different story. The rings were actually uh, hollow, and that's why there was no issue with Chatzitza. Okay, so I heard that we distinguish between rings, meaning human rings and, and uh, Thing it means between people's rings and animals' rings, but I don't know what it's about. Maybe you only heard that about Shabbat. As far as Tuma goes, it's all the same. Is that true? We just sat through the Mishnah that said that uh, a person's ring can be called Tuma, not an animal's ring. So it is not the same for Tuma. The answer is, he was saying, I've heard that they distinguish between this kind of person's ring and that kind of person's ring, all person's rings. 
is it all the same for Tuma even among human rings? Rings used by people? If you took a ring that you used as a belt buckle, to hold together the, your apron on the back, the only kind of ring that's Tumay is the kind can make Tuma is the kind you put on your finger. So right, the student was asking about ring finger rings. Really, are all finger rings the same? If you have a metal ring that has a seal that's coral, backwards where the ring setting is um, is coral and the and the and the seal and it is metal, because that's unusual. He was asking, he said, I just heard that they distinguish between people ring, people finger rings that are metal, but there's different kinds, and as we'll see in the sixth parak for Shabbat, that is a distinction, but for Tumah, it's not. The same student asked, We distinguish between one needle and another. Let's we'll see what that means. So his answer again was, maybe that distinction is only for Shabbat, not for Tumah. We'll see in the sixth parak about the difference between different needles for Shabbat. Well, is it true that for Tumah they're all the same? But if the hole is gone from the needle, or the, the, the point, so yeah, he's talking about a full ring, a full uh, needle. Is that all the same? But if a ring that became rusty, it keeps you from sewing Torah. It doesn't work anymore. When is it Torah? Only if, when you would sew with it, you would see the rust. So, he's talking about good needles that are sharp. Even in those, are they all the same? If you have a needle, whether it has a hole or not, you can carry it on Shabbat. And the difference between having a hole and not having a hole is only for Tuma. Which means even a sharpened needle, if it's a pin, or if it's a needle, has different halachot for tuma. And so take I'll leave it rough, I'll be me. He says we're talking about the um, the rough material before you've made the hole in it. That's when we say it is uh, it is a difference between tuma and tahor. But he was uh, but he was saying they're all the same if it was already done, and then whether the hole is there or not. Okay. I will pause at this point and pick up with the next Mishnah, the next podcast. I mean, somebody should have a wonderful day.